0: Have you heard about the guys over at Chinook Seedery? They're the only sunflower seed company that is taking the time to connect with college athletes and trying to help them build their brand. They have eight flavors from mild to wild with way less salt and no sandpaper tone. So check them out today over at ChinookSeedery.com. Do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes? Well, the Athletic Collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game. They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself, as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at The Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter. Right. Welcome, everybody, to An Off the Bench podcast. My name is Jim Cross. Daniel Ball has the night off. He is actually uh, expecting his second child tonight. So congratulations to our main host, Daniel. Hope for a safe delivery with Michelle. Um, but tonight, me and Randy are going to keep it going with episode 28 titled Memphis Made because we are being joined by guest Kendall Lee from the Memphis softball team. So let's not waste any time and get to the biggest interview in podcasting this week with our girl, Kendall Lee.
1: Kendall, 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 thank you for coming on tonight. We are honored to have you. How are you tonight?
2: I'm good. How are y'all?
1: You, you know, we're we, we are, we're doing much better than a lot of Morgan Wallen fans, but we'll get into that all in right. a second. Yep. So speaking of music, favorite song right now? What's playing in the AirPods?
2: Mm, probably anything really Rod Wave. That's what I'm
1: going with. Okay, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel you. So speaking of, if you had, gone to Morgan Wallen last night how mad would you be today
2: I would be very mad honestly just especially sitting out there in the cold all night five minutes before
1: would you have been more mad that you were in Bot Hemingway I mean being a Memphis Tiger or that you look they went out you had to see like Bailey Zimmerman Hardy and then all of a sudden surprise Morgan lost his voice yeah I don't well, know I'll, if I'm buying
0: I, it. I'll say, this, I'll say this, Randy. You know, obviously I was leaving the LSU Ole Miss baseball game, and the amount of people, like, just outside the stadium lined up for the gates to open, yeah, you got to be pissed. I understand that the opening act supposedly killed it, Hardy killed it, but it doesn't matter. They came to see Morgan, you know, and I was like – was, what was funny was my son's take on it, Kendall. He was like, why are so many people wearing cowboy boots, you know, we ain't used to that <laughs> around here? And so I was like, it's a country
1: concert, bud.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, like, like new country, not, like, real, like, not that. Anyways, we're not going to get into that, Kendall. <laughs> we're not even going to talk about favorite music or none of that. I do want to know, like, what's your favorite movie? Like, you can sit down and watch it as many times.
2: Oh, Lord. Hmm. Well, I'm not very, like, a huge movie person. I, I don't really have the attention span to sit down and watch a movie. I feel But, you. like, sports movie and stuff, I like The Sandlot a lot.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. Where do you land on... Fast and the Furious eighty seven.
2: Um, I've actually never seen Fast and Furious.
1: Like any of them. Mm. Oh man. <laughs> well, we are ending this podcast. Thank you. You know what? We're
0: we're gonna let her slide because the, the last softball player that came on here said her favorite movie was The Conjuring, and that has we've asked every guest since that was yeah. a male would they date a girl who said their favorite movie was The Conjuring, and they've all said that's a red flag.
2: Red flag. <laughs> red
1: flag. Do you like horror movies? If you watched a movie, I do. Oh, see, Uh, red flag. (laughs) It's not going to work for the dating scene. Okay, moving on. Favorite. Who's your favorite athlete? It can be current. It can be all time, anything.
2: Mm, Let's see. Maybe Serena Williams.
1: Uh, The queen. The queen does it all. I mean, literally, you talk about a game-changing athlete. Not only what she did for women, but for African-Americans. I mean, everything that she's done. And just with such class, dignity, beauty, the whole thing. What a queen. Great great answer. I think that's the first time we've had that answer, Jim. Really?
0: Yeah, no, and I absolutely saw it. So I love it. So let's get into it, Kendall. You know, for those who don't know, where are you from?
2: I'm from Lakeland, Tennessee. Arlington, Tennessee, right outside of Memphis.
0: Well, which one is it? Lakeland, Arlington? Well, it's Lakeland, right? but
2: a lot of people don't know Lakeland. So Arlington's the bigger one that people know.
0: I, I know Lakeland. I got married in Lakeland. What's the name of that park, Randy? I don't even yeah, know.
1: It's, uh, it's International Park. <laughs> I don't, yeah, park. that's. yeah. Yep. It's bad. I don't
0: even know the name of the park. I, I live about that. five minutes
2: from that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, so obviously, Lakeland, Arlington area, you know, growing up, what was the uh, family dynamics? You got brothers, sisters. What's going on?
2: I got three sisters. So I got one older and then two younger.
0: Ah, so you're kind of falling in that middle. These, uh, Was there a lot of competitiveness growing up between the four of y'all?
2: Um, Not so much. I'm really the only athlete in my family. My youngest sister, she ran track a little bit. She tried to play softball, but she liked to stick around with me and travel when we traveled. So she just kind of gave it all up. But I'm pretty much the only real athletic
0: one. That's actually a rare occurrence. Usually when we have most athletes on here, they come from a family. We actually, me and Randy are always like, you know, y'all want to share the wealth of, like, the whole family went to college and played, their parents went pro, like, and it's like, we're sitting here like, we got donated nothing.
1: (laughs) True. Kendall, we've had on, you know, Cameron James, you know, Prince of the Podcast, or I guess that's Brady, but his cousin's Austin Riley, his dad played in college, his mom played, he's got a a brother that plays in the pros. Yeah, a sister that played softball. In college, I mean, just I'm like, damn, my si- my siblings ain't shit.
2: <laughs> the whole family affair. Man.
1: and so with that,
0: I was, you know, that, that takes away who's the best athlete in the family. That's always usually the fun <laughs> question. Well, I mean, it's a so you had to have got it from some somebody or your parents' athlete. My dad,
2: my dad played a lot of sports in high school. So he played basketball, football, did track, all that.
0: All right. So for you, when did you start playing sports and was, you know, softball the only one or did you play like a lot of people did? Did you play multiple sports growing up?
2: Well, I actually started way late. So I started playing softball when I was almost 12 years old. So a lot of people start like when they're eight and stuff. I didn't start till I was 12, just playing around the neighborhood. Me and my neighbor, he used to play baseball. So I just got into it with him. So that's really how softball started. And then I played a little bit of soccer when I was way younger. Uh, basketball a little bit but really I just stuck with softball and it's been softball ever since
0: well that's I mean that's fascinating because that's something you know I can't see when I look up your profiles to see that you didn't start till 12 and the reason I find that fascinating is when you look at how early you started playing travel ball and so that means you obviously picked it up quick so like that's the question I'll have for you You know as someone who started 12 I mean was the the, the game kind of come easy to you? Because I, I don't mean to, like, downplay softball in that sense, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, you were already playing travel ball within the first couple of years.
2: Yeah, no, it did. It's just kind of, like, natural ability, really. So I just started playing rec when I was about almost 12, and then they actually told me I couldn't even throw the ball, like, as hard as I could to, like, the first baseman because they were scared that I might hurt her. <laughs> so they told, me, they told me that I had to go find a travel ball team. So that's really how it all started.
0: There it is. All right. So let's talk about it. I know that you played for some um, very big-time uh, travel ball teams around the area. What are some of the teams you played for and uh, had success with?
2: Um. Well, I started off at Extreme Game Marini, so a little local team. And then I moved in 16U. I went over to play for Jack Kennedy. Jack Kenny at um, Germantown, 16U. they were a well-known team around here. And then 18U, I went back to – The same coach, that Coach Extreme, but he transferred over to Mississippi Glory. So I played for him in 18U.
0: Gotcha. All right. So where did you attend high school at?
2: Arlington High School.
0: All right. And I see that you were a three-time all-district first-team selection, three-time all-metro selection, an all-state pick. You led your team your senior season with a 635 batting average. That is not a stat error, 635. And you hold the single-season program record with 11 home runs and 60 RBIs. So, let's talk about that. Um, talking about travel ball to high school, did the travel ball really set you up for success when you got to the high school level?
2: It did. Just playing, like, really competitive against, like, other girls. I always played older divisions when I was growing up. So, just getting ready for high school and stuff. But it did, definitely did help.
1: Was Como the coach then, too?
2: He was. was. Yep, I love oh, and Pops, McKay.
0: Love, love, love them all. And yep. so, you know, with y'all bringing that up and y'all were talking before the episode, you know, as far as, you know, sometimes when we talk to high school athletes, they they played in an area that um, maybe the high schools weren't, you know, competitive. But, you know, listening to y'all talk before, it seems like, you know, around this scene, you were playing against great competition in high school. Is that correct? Correct. So, yeah, putting up those kind of stats, you weren't doing that against just the nobodies, and, and so that's what's up. So between travel ball success, between high school success, at what point do you really start realizing, hey, I got what it takes to the next level, and then, you know, coaches start reaching out?
2: Um, It was probably, like, early freshman year of high school that I always knew, like, I wanted to play in college. But once I got into high school, I started varsity as a freshman, and I was like, well, I think – If I can hang with all these girls, I'm hanging with seniors and stuff, then I can definitely just keep on growing and hang with people in college.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So, ultimately, you know, you chose Memphis. So, for everyone who doesn't know, you know, what's the reason why Memphis over any other
1: school?
2: Just the hometown school. I just wanted to stay home where my family could come watch. That was really it.
1: Yeah, so you you kind of mentioned that, and Kendall, for those that, that don't know, around here it just seems like even when you do play for a team as prestigious as Arlington, a lot of girls don't seem to get recruited by D1 schools. Mm. Like, I mean, that's just the reality of it. So how, how do you think you landed at a D1 softball program when so many other people that do have the talent, in my opinion, right. don't get those same looks?
2: I think it's really travel ball. Like you got to get on a good team, competitive team for travel ball. High school is always like a bonus. So really like Coach Poole, Natalie Poole was the head coach at Memphis when she recruited me. She actually never came out to a high school game, even though it's like right down the road, but it's always travel ball. They flew to Colorado to watch me play. So like they come out to like travel ball tournaments and all that stuff. So I'd really say just get on a good travel ball team and then work from there.
1: We, we've talked to so many players and coaches, really. We even had Coach Vitello at Tennessee on, and they kind of talked about it, that when you are recruiting travel ball players, you can go to a showcase and see 10, 15, 20 right. players at the same tournament where at a high school, maybe you're looking at one, maybe two, one on each team, maybe. Yeah. And it, like I said, as good as Arlington is, Houston, Carver, all those, you might be talking about one or two D1 high-level Girls. A I mean, lot of not, even,
0: not even just softball, Brady, as far as baseball, when I yeah. covering high school baseball, the only one that I ever sc- saw scouts at was Brady Tiger against Hunter Elliott. And that's because you had two elite guys going head to head. Other than that, I never saw them.
1: Yeah, two, talking about two guys that are, you know, dominating at the college level. I mean, minus injuries. But Kendall, let's get into it. So you kind of talked about it. You start as a freshman at Arlington for Como. Then you go into your freshman year under coach Natalie pool at Memphis, playing 42 games, your freshman year, start 24 of them, major tiger debut against LIEU, Brooklyn blasted a two RBI triple. So when you got to Memphis after doing, you know, starting kind of late, like you said, 12 years old, that is late in the game. And you're finding the success. You said it was based on just kind of natural ability. Obviously you're putting in the work. I've seen you grind, you know, over there with JB and everybody. So, when you get there, are you more nervous or more excited? Um,
2: A little bit of both. So I come in, as, of course, I'm a freshman. Uh, I have girls in the locker room coming up to me. They're like, you're Kendall, you're supposed to be, like, really good. So, of course, I kind of put that, like, on myself, like, hey, they know who I am. So I need to come in and, like, produce. So that's just – I just trust my ability and keep working.
1: Let me ask you this, because I've been talking, you know, obviously you've met my daughter before. She's 13, about to be 14, going into 14U. And and people that don't know, for me, there was such a drastic difference in the pitching speeds and levels when you went like 10U, 12U, 14U, just drastic difference. For you, did you have that same thing? Like when you went from different age groups, you said you played up, but was Mm -hmm. there a huge difference between when you're going up travel and you're seeing all the showcase and then to college, was there a vast difference in pitching ability?
2: Um, It was definitely a change. I mean, as far as speed and stuff, I'd seen that, like, in travel ball and stuff. But the movement, being able – pitchers being able to tunnel their pitches better, uh, later break and stuff like that is definitely better in college.
1: So, how did it feel to blast a triple in your debut?
2: (laughs) It was nice. It was good. Like a a relief for me. (laughs) Of course, I'm a little nervous going up there. But then I see that pitch and I just get a hold of it, so –
1: did you celebrate? You're like, I'm her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Oh man. I'm more of the quiet type on the field.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. M- me too, Kendall. I would never celebrate. So what was the one thing you learned as a freshman that helped you the most going into your later years?
2: Um, just keep working. So just keep putting in the work. Really? It's
1: it's a grind for sure. So yeah. sophomore year, you red shirt. How did this the red shirt come about and how were you still able to what were you still able to accomplish that? Redshirt season.
2: Mm -hmm. So, well, originally I tore my ACL in high school playing powder puff football.
1: So. Mm -mm. Outlaw powder puff.
2: Yeah. So it was bad. Coach Morgan, though, they were so mad.
1: (laughs) Oh, I bet. Yeah.
2: So, um, so then I got rehabbed, everything came back my freshman year, played. And then I used to catch in high school. So I was like, well, I'll just give catching a go again in college. And then, so I started catching a little bit again, re irritated my knee So then they had to go back in my sophomore year and clean up some tissue and all that stuff. So that put me out my sophomore year. But just overall, just learn. I got to sit like on the sides and like actually watch and observe the game. So I think that year I really grew like my softball IQ just by being able to watch more.
1: How do you deal with that? Because, you know, you talk about it all the time. It's it's mentioned a lot, the mental side of the game. How do you mentally deal with being out and not being able to do the things that, you, that your mind's telling you to do but your body just can't do in that moment?
2: No, yeah, it's definitely tough. But I think just having, like, good coaches, teammates, and, like, a good support system around you, it definitely helped me. And then, like I said, I was just able to actually, like, learn the game more. Because, like, coming in as a freshman, of course, like, I'm learning the game, but it's all kind of, like, moving fast still. So, just being able to, like, sit back a little bit and slow everything down and just really watch and learn.
1: Yeah, so your redshirt sophomore season, you start the season 22 out of 25 games before COVID came in. Mm -hmm. You guys were riding a four-game win streak at the time. So, how tough was it that the news of the season was over? Because it was unprecedented times for everybody, right?
2: Yep. No, yeah, it definitely sucked because we were actually doing so good. Have a hot start to the season. Everybody's doing good, hitting well, and then just kind of like all shuts down.
1: Yeah. That's why we started this podcast, Kendall. So the only good thing is here now. That's why we're here talking to you and so many other athletes, just like yourself. So kind of how did you guys kind of cope with that? Did you have Zoom meetings, I'm sure, like everybody else? Did you guys have any team activities?
2: Oh, uh, we didn't really do team activities. So everybody kind of went home. Um, we did a lot of Zoom calls, kind of checked in every now and then, but pretty much it was it was over for the year. So everybody went home. I mean, we had like one of my teammates, she came and she stayed here with me. And then I went down and stayed with her in new Orleans for a little bit, but that was pretty much it. And then yeah, you we went did... to
0: new Orleans. That was the hotbed for COVID. I wasn't going to bring that up, but
2: we didn't, we didn't go out, but <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's actually how I caught it. Uh, a buddy of mine went down to Mardi Gras. My, I said, buddy, my tattoo artist. And then my tattoo artist gave it to me. So, yeah. Uh, shout out new orleans for giving it to a whole bunch of people
1: i got it from nashville man that's why i hate nashville but that's another story that's a whole other podcast so redshirt junior year we're coming back off code you play and start in 46 games record 36 hits five home runs bringing in 26 runners had a seven multi-hit games and batted 291 so the team didn't have the success obviously you're looking for because you're used to winning a lot, Kendall. Yeah. But was there a favorite game or a favorite moment that sticks out to you about that season?
2: Um, I think that was a season we went to Hawaii. Actually. That's
1: pretty that's um, a pretty good memory.
2: Yeah, no, that was a good one. So I think that was probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, so, like, now y'all have gone through COVID. Now you're traveling to Hawaii, man. I mean, how cool was it? Did you ever think, like, when you're playing, you know, for Glory or Germantown or those people that you could be in Hawaii for softball?
2: I never thought that. But in college, I've been able to travel. We've traveled a lot of places that I've never been, probably never would have been without softball.
0: Man, shout-out University of Memphis, Randy, because, you know, Hennigan came on here from the football team and talked about how much he enjoyed Hawaii. Memphis began to go to Hawaii. That's what I'm talking about. We went to
2: Mexico last year, so –
0: Hey, that's that's the way to recruit right there, Randy. You come to Memphis, <laughs> we'll, we'll take, we'll take leave you to the Maui, country,
1: baby. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into that redshirt senior season. 53 games, batted 298. Let's talk about that progression. Obviously, look, I tell my daughter all the time, hitters don't sit, right, Kendall? And I've seen you work in the, you know, in the cage and all that. And I've seen you at games and everything. I think that, that mantra holds true to you. So, how did the how did you get better from season to season? You talked about the learning and the breaks and everything. How did you keep all that in front of you and just keep grinding to get to get better?
2: Uh, really, just keep learning the game more and more. So like as each season goes on, just reflect at the end of the each year. We have like meetings, like exit meetings. And we just go over stats and what to work on over break and stuff like that. And it's really just being able to like coaches trust you to like go home and actually like do the work. So I'm big in the gym. So I get in the gym, work out, uh, hit, like hit with JB. So we just do stuff It's pretty good. Yeah, just do stuff like that. Just make sure I'm staying on top of my game.
1: So for those that that don't know, a lot of people obviously locally to where we are do know this. But in the middle of all this, you're going to school, you're getting better, but you're also hosting some summer – camps and classes and lessons how do you find time to get these girls better because it seems to me and I like I don't know you like on that level but you have a passion for this younger generation every you take time with them how do how does how do you connect with this younger generation to kind of keep them on that same line that you were on
2: yeah no I just love giving back to the community really just working I just like you said it's just a passion of mine just to work with younger girls and then it also helps me in a sense get better because like You have some people that can coach the game but didn't play. You have some people that play, but they can't coach at all. But I just find, like, that middle ground where I can play and then I have these younger girls who look up to me and then I can also give back to them and teach them what I've learned or what, like, I wish I would have learned coming up.
1: Jim she's like like a celebrity when she comes in though because like she came to the middle school game like a couple like the first part of the season and all the girls like oh my god did you see Kendall I'm like oh yeah I said I saw her she came in did you talk to her I'm like no girl she was at the top I didn't you
0: but yeah definitely so
1: when Lila saw her at Jordan's a couple weeks ago she was like I said you can speak like she's she's not gonna bite you But But yeah, so I
0: mean, that's what's awesome, though. You want that from your daughter. You want her to look up to these athletes, especially the
1: good ones that are your role models. Yo, So this last weekend, Kendall, we're up in Knoxville. I know that's a rivalry, but we're up in (laughs) Knoxville. We hit the baseball game. We hit the softball game and a couple of we've had some Tennessee uh, players, softball and a lot of baseball players, some of the softball girls. So my two daughters go over there the bullpen we've had charlie orsini on the aussie that pitches for tennessee and mm-hmm. she took a couple minutes and just talked to him or whatever just that stuff just means and i, I know you know this i see you do it mm-hmm. but it just means so much to this younger like lila's in 14 you now she's playing for illusions she's the same teams she played for germantown right like we've been yeah. on this same thing so i try to tell her like these are the same shoes they were in
0: right like, so if you yeah. want to get
1: to where they are just follow their path they've laid it out for you
0: do what they do Hey, I got a question for you, Randy. You know, uh, while you brought that up, I probably would have forgot. But now that you brought that up, you got my ball. (laughs) Uh huh. You didn't get me. You didn't get me. Uh, I know you see behind me, Kendall. Every guest signs a ball, a bell, whatever, a poster. I asked this man to get me a Charlie ball. And he said he'd get one of the girls to get it for me. And based upon his response, he failed me.
1: Well, Kendall, next time I see you, I need you to sign a ball for me. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) something I do want to. Changing topics, I want to bring up you've been on the dean's list every single year. You've even made AAC all academic team. How much pride do you take not only in you getting the grind in, being an athlete, but prioritizing academics?
2: A lot of pride. It's like you come to college mainly to get a degree. Softball is, is fun and everything, but college is to get a degree. So I've been able, I've been in college six years now. So I've been able. <laughs> Dr. <to> get, Lee. <laughs> So I've been able to get my bachelor's in health studies, and then last year I graduated with my master's in business. So,
1: yo, so like, man, what 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 are you gonna do with that? You are gonna be like an entrepreneur? Are you gonna be out here hustling the streets?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure yet.
1: She's oh, gonna no. do all that.
0: She's gonna get all that just so she can end up being a softball coach. Watch this,
1: <laughs> Como. Like. She's coming for your job. Yeah. So, <laughs> with these kind of grades and being at Memphis, you know, like you just said, would you say six years, seven years, six six years? Yeah. Six years. I mean, you know, I was going to ask, are you going to be a doctor at work for NASA? But obviously you just kind of laid it out, what you, what the plan is. We don't really know yet. We're still figuring that part out. Yeah. So this season, seven games left. The stats are on par with previous seasons. Teams right. still struggling to find a little success. Obviously there was a coaching change, you know, for those that don't know. What are you, and, and furthermore, the team looking to accomplish down this home stretch?
2: Uh, Just continuing to get better, really just we've seen progress throughout this whole year compared to like past seasons. So just really um, finding ways to string together some hits, find some ways to put some wins in the wind column.
1: No doubt. So I want to talk to you real quick about that. Not specifics, obviously. I don't want you to get into that, but the coaching change that you go through, obviously Natalie moves on to another opportunity. You have a new coaching change. Just how hard is it? Obviously you build relationships with all the, this coaching staff. Now you got to have a new one. How hard is that transition? the whole team mm-hmm.
2: yeah no it was it was a difficult transition I mean um you come in like you said we had I had such a good relationship with Natalie um just but it took me forever to even talk to her like I said I'm real quiet usually so it took me even coach full will tell you it took me at least two maybe two years to even yeah. like go up to her and start a conversation so just like coming in this is my last year coach Steph coming in that I just had to build that relationship quicker so but i think we have a really good relationship and she'll be really good for the program
1: no absolutely so best of luck to you guys obviously against ut martin and then you guys head down to tampa to take on ucf so we're going to see if we the host that's not here today because he's having his wife is having <laughs> their second child so he took the night off we're going to see if he can get i'll go over there to watch you guys obviously you know i've been down there to watch you guys on campus but it may he's be a little a bit harder fan. now yeah maybe maybe hard harder.
0: But hopefully he'll make it up there because he has gone and seen Memphis guests when they come to UCF or USF. So he tries our best. He's he's our eyes down there in Florida. Yeah. Nice so guy. we'll
2: actually go to USF this weekend, and then we host UCF here for Senior Weekend, and then we turn around and go back to Tampa the following. Oh, weekend. so
0: he's got a second chance of this. He a can't fail this. Second chance. Oh. <laughs> if, if, if Daniel doesn't come and see you, either of those times handled, We'll have him remove the Memphis flag that is actually his background. Uh right. for the podcast. It's it's gotta go. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna let you off the uh the softball hot seat, but get into a whole different one. Got a game uh-huh. that we've played with every single guest called This or That. It's pretty simple. Give you one option or the other. You can't say neither, you can't say both. You down to play? All right. Sounds good. All right. Would you rather have the ability to teleport or would you rather own a time machine?
2: Mm,
0: own a time machine. Oh, are we going future or past?
2: Um, future, probably.
0: I heard that. See what's going on in the future. She's going to be coaching national championships because she went to school and got multiple degrees just so she could do sophomore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If this was your only mode of transportation, and these were your two options. Would you rather go place to place by a donkey or by a giraffe? Giraffe
1: just is looks it, cooler. Is
0: it the simple reason it okay. looks cooler? But the question I like to ask in is, how hard is it to get up on that giraffe every time you want to take it for a spin, Kendall? Not when you're an athlete, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> she ain't got hops. Like, hey, I, I ain't never seen Kendall play, but I'm I'm going to say she ain't got the hops to just hop up on the giraffe. Oh,
2: I you need surgeries,
1: right? yeah. No. <laughs> no. she right. a ladder.
0: So speaking of the knee surgery, throw them out the window. Would you rather be the fastest person in the world or would you rather be able to fly?
2: Fly. you got to go with flying.
0: It seems to be the simple answer. And you know, Randy, you notice I started changing it because nobody wanted to be the strongest person in the world. I thought somebody might want to be the fastest person. In the world. <laughs> We did have somebody say that, though. So we've had one strong and one fast and then like 30 other people say fly. So unanimously... Everybody wants to fly. Me, I want to be the strongest. Randy, I think, wants to fly. Uh, would For you sure. rather be trapped? And this is interesting because we talked about the horror movie thing off the top. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or a horror movie with your friends?
2: Horror movie problem. with my friends.
0: No, <laughs> no rom com with the enemies?
2: Mm-mm, no.
0: Only we, the we,
1: homies.
2: We'd Ray, make it at somehow it'd be fun to be Randy, in a horror movie.
0: I, I've seen so many of these horror movies, Randy. You're my boy, but I don't think I want to do it, dude.
1: Nah, bro. Give me, give me the enemies. I need something a yeah. little light, you know. These girls, it's a lot of ladies picking the horror movies, man. I think, I think we might be onto some red flags. <laughs> no doubt. All right.
0: So, if you could go to any concert, like bucket list, any concert, any musician, anywhere, or go to any sporting event, anywhere, bug list, like, are you taking the concert or are you taking the sporting event? Concert all right who are you going to see and where are you going to see him
2: uh I've always wanted to go see Chris Stapleton he's so
1: good I could is just it, listen to him sing the national anthem you, 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 over, you,
0: and over. yeah no doubt you got a place that you would pick like it...
2: um no not Red
1: rocks time. anywhere at the FedEx Forum of course <laughs> the
0: FedEx Forum <laughs> uh what Lizzo playing tonight why aren't you down there Randy I'm
1: Mm. Moving on.
2: All right.
0: right, So before I ask this question, let's just say straight up, you're not going to survive either. So it's about which one do you want to try to escape? Okay. You'd rather be attacked by a grizzly bear or by a tiger.
2: Um maybe a grizzly bear,
1: probably. All
2: right. And so you can climb the tree. Is that a black bear or grizzly bear?
1: I feel oh, like they could did. both climb the tree, but she just could went next
0: level. She just went next level, Randy by asking the distinction between the bears.
2: No, I feel like there's there's one that they don't climb trees as well, so I could just climb a tree. After
1: Shoot. three knee surgeries, Kendall, could you faster than a bear?
2: Okay, maybe not faster.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. Look, <laughs> you
2: know, I, I wasn't surviving,
1: so let she's, me tell you. That's like, true. I would, but I would. Hey, Randy, the she's,
0: a, she's the 28th guest of this season, in which we've she's asked this question. Nope. She's the first one to actually get the distinction between the bears yeah. and talk about this strategically.
1: That's true, Kendall, because I'm not, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm out of shape. I'm, like, can't run. I just want the tiger to kill me fast. Like, no, <laughs> let's just let's just get this out the way. I don't want to tussle with a bear because they might, like, toy with me. Well, Daniel, Daniel's a rare,
2: theory. a rare occasion you might win and you well, might
0: survive.
1: Well, Daniel's theory, Kendall,
0: is a bear is lazy at times. It comes off hibernation. You might be catching it going into hibernation. You might just catch it at the right moment, and it may I, not even mess with you. That's what I'm saying. There you go. All right, so we're really going to put you to it with this last one. This is a staple question we have. Would you rather betray your best friend, and that means ultimate betrayal, no coming back, or go to jail for five years for a crime you did not commit?
2: Mm. I hate it, but I'm going to have to betray my best friend.
1: Ain't it, though?
0: <laughs> Ain't it? About time someone intelligent came on. All these folks coming on here lying, talking about – Oh, I'll go to jail for my friend. We even have one guest. I'll go for 25 years for my best yeah. friend.
1: They I mean, just come on. It's all cap, Kendall. It's all cap. Me and like Randy they, ain't going for
0: five minutes for each nah, other.
1: If they tell me, like, here's the jail cell, i am be like, it was him. And it wasn't me. <laughs> so, Kendall, is there anything that you want to plug or promote before we let you go?
2: Um, Just my summer camps this year. I haven't announced them all yet but i'll have one may 21st of this year and then i'm gonna have a host a couple more over the summer
1: where are we hosting do we know that yet
2: uh freeman park is the first one so over there in bartlett that'll be the first one the park i
1: grew up in let's go it in bartlett over here with us poor folks i love it (laughs) and then
2: the other ones will be out in arlington i'm sure and then i'm hosting a couple or one at least one in new orleans with one of my other teammates
1: Okay, okay. She can't, that's a, out. That's, she can't stay out of NOLA. <laughs> that's the one we're coming to, the one in New Orleans. Not the one's five minutes from my house, but four and a half hours. Yep, the best one. So, look, if you want to follow Kendall Lee, you can fo- find her on Instagram. It is Kendall underscore Lee 11 or Memphis Softball. You know where to find them. So, thank you, Kendall. If there's anything we can do for you in the future, please let us know. I'm sure I'll be seeing you again May 21st even. That's Kendall Lee, everyone. If you like hearing her story or you just like hearing Average Joes talking X's and O's, please like and share on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Comments, ratings, and feedback are always welcome. We will see everyone back here Wednesday night as we talk to Ole Miss baseball star Jack Daughtery. In the meantime, always remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We out.